So we're still busy. I've got this guy on hold here. We're still busy with the theme inspired. And the theme this month is to look at women and men in the Bible. They're there for a reason. The Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and we can learn from their lives. God can use that to inspire us in our journey with Him, in our walk with Him. So that is our theme for this month. And obviously, as you can see, I'm going to talk about Ruth this morning. So this book is very, very close to my heart. When I was about 21 years old, six years ago, I, <laughs> many years ago, when I was 21 years old, I asked God and said, God, what do you want from my life? I accepted Christ when I was 18. And by 21, I had these questions of, is there a purpose? Is there a plan for my life? And I asked God and I said, please speak to me. Show me that there is hope, that there is purpose. And God used the whole book of Ruth to speak to me very personally. I'm not, some of you know the story, but I'm not going to share that this morning. Because this morning I want the word of God to speak to you in your particular circumstances. I want this to be a word in season for you. Meaning where you are at, at the moment, a rhema, a revelation to you so that you will also have hope and also know that there is purpose in life. There is a plan in life. So that's my desire for this morning, that God will really touch our, touch our hearts. And maybe it's one word, maybe it's one sentence that I say this morning. But allow God to work in your heart. Allow him to draw you closer to what he has in mind for you. So let's just pray. Father, we, we've come together this morning. Not because it's a ritual. Not because you owe us anything. But we want to know you more and more, Lord. We need you in our lives. We need your presence in our lives. We need you to speak to us. Holy Spirit, come in and minister to each one of us. Erase our preconceived ideas of who we should be and what we should do. I pray this morning that Heere, dat die mense sy harte sal omdop, dat die my hart sal omdop. That the walls that we've built around our hearts and around our minds because of fear of whatever will tumble down this morning. And that your love will set us free. Free to be who you've made us to be and to answer yes in obedience to the calling on our life. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are here. God, we honor you. We praise you. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name.
So when I read through the book of Ruth again this week, one question came up that I never thought of ever. All the times that I've read it in the past, I never thought of this. Why is the book called Ruth? Silly question, isn't it? But if you read through the book, it's just got four chapters. If you read through the book, Naomi is a very prominent figure in this book. I mean, the whole story started with her. She was an Israelite amongst the Moabites. And yet the book is not called Naomi. But what about Boaz? Boaz. In modern terms, he was the hero. He saved the day for them. He demonstrated the love of God for people. Why is the book not called Boaz? Why is it called Ruth? This woman from Moab who served foreign gods and yet the book is called Ruth. And then something dawned on me. There must be something important that we can learn from her. Maybe her conduct, maybe her decisions, maybe how she treated people, maybe the choices that she made. She's not only mentioned in the Bible, there's a book called Ruth. So I think this morning there's definitely something that we can learn. I, I, I really believe that God wants to use this book to inspire us and teach us in our walk with him and in our journey with him. So let's see what we can find. There's so much. The first few verses, I'm not gonna I'm gonna go through the whole book of Ruth, all four chapters, but hang on, we're not gonna read all of that. So the four first few verses is about Naomi's journey. There was a famine, she and her husband and her two sons moved away. The husband died, the sons died, and she's was left with two daughter-in-laws, both from another nation, Moab. They were Moabites, and they were serving foreign gods. So after she lost everything, she heard that in Bethlehem in Israel, things have changed. No famine anymore, and she, can, she decided to go back to Bethlehem. So the Two daughters packed up and they were on their way. And halfway she stopped and she talked to them and she said, not halfway, on the way. She stopped and she said, listen girls, that's Landa's translation. Listen girls, you're still young. You can still get married again. You can still have children because none of them had any children. You can still have children. Turn around, go back home to your mom's house so you can start a life again. I'm sure you want children, you're a woman. Go back home. 
So let's read from verse 14. Ruth 1 verse 14. They began to cry loudly again. So Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth remained with her. Naomi told Ruth, Look, your sister-in-law has returned to her people and to her gods. Follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth answered, Stop urging me to abandon you and to turn back from following you. Because, and this is a scripture that you all know, wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you live, I'll live. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I'll die and be buried. May the Lord do this to me and more, if anything except death comes between you and me. When Naomi observed Ruth's determination to travel with her, she ended the conversation. So they continued on until they reached Bethlehem. So from these few verses, and you can answer me now, what can you say of Ruth? Or let me ask it another way. What made her different from her sister-in-law, from Oprah? Why didn't she turn around? Can, is there anything that you picked up? Come, come. Yeah? Do you have my notes? Okay, Tanao says her attitude was different. Anything else? She was faithful. That was a correct character. Yeah. Anything else? Loyal, that's true. Oh. The one thing that stood out for me, all those are, are correct and we are going to talk about it. That's right. But she chose to follow God. In that scripture, she said, your God has become my God. So I don't want to go back to, to foreign gods. Your God has become my God. She left her gods, her past, her customs, and proclaimed that she wants to follow God, the true living God. The decision to follow him changed her life forever and her future. That decision, decision right there had so much impact, and you will see that later. I'm going to follow God. You, sh you see, I'm sure she had this desire to be a mommy one day or to be a wife one day. We created with that, most of us. And a child is, is one of the biggest gifts. That's why we're rejoicing with the Kutsias. 
It's a privilege. They are blessing. But they're such a blessing. Such a privilege to have a child. And today, still, it is. But what we see here is that she's not chosen the easy way out to make her dream come true. She's choosing God's will. She's choosing God. And obeying God, the only way she knew how was to follow Naomi to her people, to the Israelites and to Bethlehem, the land of God, the land where his people stayed at that stage. Well, they settled in Bethlehem. What does that mean? She had to trust. She didn't know what was waiting for her. She didn't even know what it looked like, remember? Now, Umi and them went to Moab, the land of Moab, and that's where she got married. So she had no clue what Bethlehem looked like. She had no idea what God had in mind for her. But she trusted God and she trusted Naomi. What looked like the end of her life, no husband, no children, actually became the beginning of her life. Beginning of a good life. God working out his perfect plan in Ruth's life. And better than she could ever, ever imagine. We'll read about that later. So what can we learn from this? One thing that struck me is many times we read the Bible and maybe even the story of Ruth. We read the Bible and we think, yes, and it must happen instantly. We've got this expectation that when we read these verses or this idea that it all happens within a week or three. That's not true. That's not true. So she wasn't just obedient for one instant. On the way to Bethlehem, she stayed obedient. It's like I heard someone say the other day that obedience is in the same direction for a long period of time produces fruit. Obeying God it's not a once-off thing. Okay, God, now I have obeyed you in this thing. Return a favor. And I'm saying this with respect, but I'm trying to, to show you something this morning. Many times we do that. Okay, God, I choose this. I will obey. But now it's your turn. Isn't that what we do sometimes? Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. You don't have to answer me. Just be honest with yourself. You see, when we are still looking for excuses or loopholes, not obedience. It's not real obedience in the same direction for a long period of time. 
Because obedience becomes a lifestyle. A lifestyle of loving God and trusting God. That is obedience. Choosing Him to be in control. So obedience has to do with our attitude and our submission to God. Ouch. It's not like we're going to hear it. But it's true. We can't use obedience just as a... What's a wonder stuff here? Hello? Obedience is a lifestyle. It's an attitude. It's submission to God. Because I love Him. Because I trust Him. I don't understand. I don't know where I'm going to. I don't know what's lying ahead for me. But I trust Him. Because He knows He loves me. And He's got the best in mind for me. And if we look at Ruth... For people, it could have looked like she was walking away from her opportunity to get the things that she wanted or thought she deserved or thought she was created for. That's the th first thing. Obedience. It's not an instant thing. Let's stay patient. Let's keep on obeying God because we love him. The second thing that struck me was that our decisions do matter. The decisions that we make in life makes a difference or not. We've got a choice. We either want to know more of God, grow and become like Jesus through obeying him. Or on the other hand, we choose our own ideas, our own dreams and our own pleasures. Choices. You see, we might not see the consequences right away. If I take a line and I draw a line here, I think I've tried somehow to um, demonstrate it there. If 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 I, wie van jy het meetkunde gedoen op school? Wat is dit in Engels? Meetkunde. If if you have got an angle, and it's so many degrees, it starts off at the same place. Even if the second line is just five degrees off the first one, how's it going to end up? So when we make the decision, we don't even realize how important it is. But as we walk along, we see this thing happening in our lives. Our decisions. Do matter. Are we 
following God? Are we trying to be obedient to him? Or do we think this little thing is not going to really matter? See, we don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. We don't see the future. When I made choices in my life, when I made a choice to believe God, when he gave the book of Ruth to me when I was 21, I chose his way for me. Who knows where I could have ended up? I'm not saying I'm perfect. I didn't make all the right choices along the way. But I tried to follow his path for me. I would never have married Christy. Etc., etc., etc. The second thing that I see there first, she chose to follow God. The second thing that I see, what else do you see? You guys mention it. She had an amazing character. You see, often we read the book of Ruth to just to get answers for things in our lives. Is there a Boaz for me? Is there? But did we see her character? She had no idea that her story would be read by millions and millions of people over history of time. Millions and millions and millions of people. She was just a little girl choosing to follow God. But she had this character, godly character. She showed respect and honor to her mother-in-law. She worked hard to provide for them. Because by this time, and this is Landa's translation again, her mother-in-law was in depression. She said, call me Mara, ek is bitter. So she worked, she served her mother-in-law. She even asked her, may I go out and, and look for food for us? Everything she did represented a woman of great integrity and character. And God really honored that. So let's read it. Ruth 2, chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Verse 2 says, Ruth the Moabite told Naomi, Please allow me to go out to the fields and glean grain behind anyone who shows me kindness. So Naomi replied, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, proceeded to the field, and gleaned behind the harvesters. And it happened that she came to the portion of land belonging to Boaz of the family of Elimelech. That was Naomi's husband. It happened to be Coincidence, God's plan, that it was Boaz's field where she ended up. There we can see God had a hand in this plan. But she had this 
attitude of serving and, and helping and providing. So the rest of the tra- chapter continues to describe her faithfulness, her kindness, her loyalty, honesty, devotion. Sure, I can only one of two of And that's character that God wants to build in us. Because what honors his name? Our characters. Not our gifts. Yes, sometimes he uses our gifts. But a gift is a gift. Character is the thing that changes me. Character comes together with the fruit that we're supposed to be. And I always tell the people around me, God can give you a ministry, and yes, we all have gifts, and we all should grow in our ministry. But very often, he introduces us to the ministry, and then it takes time to build the character, to come in line with the ministry. If you go into ministry, and I'm not talking just about full-time ministry, but especially full-time ministry. If you go into ministry and you haven't allowed God to work on your character, you're going to get hurt. And people around you are going to get hurt because you're going to take offense. There are things that happens around us. We've got a million reasons a day to take offense. But we dare not do that. And if it happens, we try and get over it as soon as possible and forgive and go on. Put it down. Leave it behind. So character is so, so important to us. Truth is an example of how God can change a life and use it in his kingdom. She ended up in Boaz's field. Is it you look amazing? Per ongeluk. Nee, per ongeluk nie. Godse plan. Romans 8.28 shows us that plan. It says, For us, and we know that those who love God, that is, for those who are called according to His purpose, all things are working together for good. Nou wonder jy, maar wacht so bykie. Ek het God lief, maar how do I know whether I'm called to his purpose? Well, if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, and you love God and you're following him, of course you're called for his purpose. All of us. So just in case you thought you could skip this one, all things will work out good. Because we're obeying and following Jesus. You are called to obey and fulfill the purpose that he has for you. And it will work out good. So God has a plan. For you, for me, for each person. Like he had a plan with Ruth. To carry on in the book of Ruth, Boaz purchased the land. Go and read the whole story. It's very interesting. He purchased the land 
and acquired Ruth's hand in marriage after she obeyed Naomi in a few things that probably made sense those days. I want to go into that. And they became pregnant and had a son. Here she had a family, her husband, and she had a son. But not just any son. His name was Obed. And listen closely. Remember Ruth? Moabite? Ni eerste Israel litni. Bore Obed, who was the father of Jesse, who later became the father of David, King David. And we know that is the bloodline of Jesus. This is direct family line of Jesus Christ. You can read that in Matthew 1 verse 5. So Ruth, this young girl, who didn't really qualify according to our standard, or, or what people thought, probably, became the mother, grandmother, great-grandmother of King David. And she's one of the few ladies mentioned in this family line of Jesus. Why is the book called Ruth? We can learn from it. It took obedience. One step of obedience. Trusting God. Even though she didn't know what was waiting for her. So I'm going to end off. Ruth 4, 21 to 22 says, just to prove that to you, Salmon fathered Boaz. She married Boaz. So Boaz fathered Obed. Then Obed fathered Jesse, who fathered David. Little did she know, one decision, to stay with her mom-in-law and to follow the true God, made a part of history and changed her life forever and the history of humanity. This little boy, Obed, brought joy back to Naomi. And she started looking after him. She was his nanny or Oma or Nana or Gogo or what you want to call it. And her joy was restored. A dark and lonely season. For Naomi and Ruth turned into joy, love, and purpose. Go read the book. And I want to end off with Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith, 
it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It's all about God. And if we choose to obey, we choose to die in our own desires, our own plans, our own ideas, our own rituals, our own comfort zones. God said, take up your cross. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. And I know this is a tough message this morning. But if we are calling ourselves followers of Christ or Christians, there has to be obedience. There has to be a life change taking place in our life. We can't just say we follow God and do our own thing and, and live the way that the world lives or our custom, the way our customs were. There has to be a dying to self. And that is when we grow. Then it's when the wheat is taken out that the enemy has sown in our lives before we meet Jesus. The wheat is taken out. And the seed that God is planting in our lives starts to grow. Our character has changed. Our minds are renewed. We start bearing fruit that glorifies God. Because why are we doing this? To glorify God. I'm not serving God for what he can do for me. I'm serving him. I'm worshiping him because he's worth it. Because he is God Almighty. And that is my message this morning. Even if it takes longer than what you think, let's keep on being obedient in the same direction for even a longer period of time. Let's allow him to work in our character, to change us. Let's do things the way God wants them. Let's not look for loopholes. Let's not. God loves you. He's got a plan for you. For each one of us. He's never going to force it down on you. We need to say, yes, Lord. I am determined. Remember, Ruth was determined. And Naomi kept quiet. I am determined to follow you. Teach me how. Amen.